What is up, dude? What is going on? <laughs> Not much. Just taking in the day, you know. It's fucking cold as shit outside, and I'm in shorts and a t-shirt because I'm too lazy to get any of my cold weather gear out because, yeah, I'm still holding on to that last part of warm. Give up, bro. That's no, it's over. no longer there. It's over. I, we did that all all yesterday, bro. We were out there working on our... In the basement, pulling stuff out, getting our winter gear out. Nice. I had a big fire going outside. It was nice, dude. It was, it was really warm and kind of... Cool, man. Made it feel like we were camping or something. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I, I love camping. Just not with kids. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. I'll go camping all day by myself, but the second you add children in there, I'm like, fuck this. Man, I get I'm it. sure you guys that have kids understand exactly what I'm talking about. Bro, so <laughs> we got a confession to make. Not really confession. We have to fix ourselves, bro, a little bit. Like, um, So last episode, bro, when we did the Yankees podcast, we talked about Aaron Judge's 61st home run for like a total yeah. of like four minutes. And the reason it ended up that way is because our audio broke down and we ended up having to like reconnect and it was actually like 15 minutes, but it ended up being like just four minutes of Aaron Judge talk, which is, that's right. It's sad, bro. I feel like, I feel like we kicked ourselves in the nuts. That's what I feel like, dude. Like, um, so we got a chance to write the ship a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Let's do it. So right now. Let's start with the Yankees, bro. Nestor Cortez getting out there and being nasty Nestor, dude. Nasty Nestor. That dude. that rock back and forth wind up, man. I don't know what I don't know the inspiration for it. Um, but I do know when I see him like getting out there, being like creative with his wind ups, being at his best, dude, I get I don't know, dude. I feel like he's He's an elite talent, and he's just kind of starting to figure out his power, you know? Yeah, it, he's one of those guys that you consistently see this growth every year um, from last year, the year before, um, watching him in the minors. I I get this this vibe with him that even though there's a lot of people that would say with, with uh, Nestor is that um, he's young, you don't want to you know go all out yet trying to figure it out, but to me... The way the team loves him, the way that they surround themselves with him, and the, the way they really embrace him as part of you know the major components to this team is spectacular. Like this scene Mark's showing right now of what nasty. is happening, bro? Oh, he's pouring he's pouring the beer down his pants. Yeah, man, he's getting a little nasty. Uh, uh, well, not nasty Nestor on that uh, <laughs> aspect right there, man. Uh, getting that crack a little. You think little it was wet, wet. sweaty, so he is actually like cleaning it right L- now. Listen, man, as somebody, this has happened to me before. Oh, really? You've way. had a beer poured down your your ass crack. I have. Um, one of uh, um, our buddies, um, Alex Wagner. Uh, him and I used to have this uh, pretty cool uh, party area that we had a three bedroom apartment that literally cost. And I guess I'm not exaggerating here. Three bedroom, two baths. Uh, 1300 square feet and it cost 320 bucks a month all right and it was a shithole but it, it was like a party it. destination and uh one time yeah 
someone dumped a beer down my pants and I'm like, oh, I'll be all right. Bro, that was a mistake. You got to you gotta change that shit out immediately. It is not fun to sit around and beer have it up your crack. But he didn't look bothered by it, bro. No, it looks like he's he's used to it. So maybe maybe he's all right. I mean, I fuck if I know, but I'm I'm cool with it. Man, so going from you know watching a, a video of jubilation and excitement, dude. Why don't you explain to everybody who's who's not watching right now what they're about to see here, bro? All right. So what you have here is Aaron Judge uh, hits his 61st home run right in the seventh inning of the game, and. I had to go back and I had to slow it down real slow because at first it didn't look it didn't like look it hit this his close. glove. Oh, it did. It, it, it didn't look like it hit his glove at the beginning. But then you slow it down and it hit his glove. And it's like he could have caught that. And, bro, you, I, how much do you think look that home run ball is worth? Two fifty. No. $250,000 is the estimated. Look at him, man. I saw he people say his hat. that it was worth up to $2 million. I mean, who knows? But look at him, man. He just looks sick. And then if you start the video in the beginning of the video, he's right there. There he is in the beginning. He can't he's let it sick, go. man. He can't let it go. Like, he is sick as shit. And I know, like, I know how it's hard to You know what Aaron Judge is saying? What? You know what Aaron Judge is saying? That's a fucking $250,000 bonus right there. I didn't have to pay anybody for that. Dude. Look at that, man. Oh, man. That guy, he could have had life tickets here's the thing every yankees what i want to say is blue jay game this is not like i know he feels like oh i should have caught it but really he he didn't put enough hours in in preparation you know what i mean like he should have been out there playing catch with his kid more because his kids are always going to underthrow the ball right (laughs) and it's kind of like he's out there and it's like the first time he's playing catch happens to be with aaron judge and the ball's worth upwards of a million or two whatever like I don't know. People are throwing out ridiculous numbers, but I think it's his lack of preparation. And while he mm. can sit there and be like, oh, in that moment, I should have done better. Like, no, he was set up for failure the whole time. Like, he just, it was an bro. illusion that he had a chance because that ball was smoked, bro. Like, as a sports fan, if he went to a baseball game or he went to a football game or a pass was broken up and not caught by a, a player in the NBA um, game, like and he yelled at them, catch the fucking ball. I know ball. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like he's his his shit's ruined, man. His rep is ruined now. That anywhere he goes for the rest of his life, and he says catch a fucking ball, everybody's gonna laugh at him and tell him to shut the fuck up. So yeah, like who is like, he to talk? Right? You know, I, I I don't. It's not the same category as like a Jeffrey Mayer from New York or um, that guy from um, um, the Cubs. I forget his name, but anyways, how he was hated for all those years from the Cubs. So. It's not like those situations where, you know, this fan's going to be lifted up by an organization or going to be destroyed by an organization. Like, all he did was become a meme, first of all, and second of all, lost a massive fucking paycheck. So that's all that happened. That's it. That's it. There's, you know, there's nothing worse than being, like, famous and broke. You know what I mean? And that's what he managed to do in one thing. He managed to stay exactly as broke as he was and become famous and that that's an unfortunate combination for anybody but all right so here we go bro you tell me what's happening here because this is anthony rizzo it says the only undefeated manager in mlb history explain it's just rizzo man this is what i love about having a veteran on on your team is 
he constantly is joking around. He's doing calls. He's acting like the manager. You know, like Nasty Nestor is constantly with him. He's acting like he's changing lineups. He's calling um, pitches. And, you know, all the players are joking around. I mean, this is what a leader does, yeah. right? Yeah. Everything that's happening with, with Aaron Judge, and it's constant. You know, everybody's talking about it. Like <laughs> it's not Aaron Judge's not getting pitches and all this other stuff. People are icing him out. And here he is just fucking around, keeping things light, man. Yeah, this is dude. what you need from a leader. Yeah, dude. He reads the fucking room perfectly. Yeah, dude. Well, it's it's dope, dude. I'm glad. I'm definitely glad to see it, man. I like I like seeing that camaraderie. I mean, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes you know October baseball the best, right? Is right. Like, I think growing up, like whatever you know, whatever signal um, they they signal back to the dugout after a guy hits a double. You know what I mean? Yeah. That always kind of like oh, yeah. becomes like this thing, you know, like, and each year it's well, different. I think right? about Yankees, think about Brett Gardner, where they take the baseball right. bat, right? Right. And they would throw it up in the uh, the clubhouse, mm-hmm. acting like they were hitting the top of the roof of the clubhouse. Right. Um, you know, you think about the Mets with a thumbs down. Right. Um, you know, Yankees did a thumbs down also. Uh, or the Yankees did a thumbs down, not the Mets. I'm sorry. And, you know, you have all these these indications of, of the leader. And like you said, um, when you have somebody like Rizzo, it takes the load off for the guys. It's it's creating a, a light situation in a tense situation. And having that, like Mark, we, we've been we've had players like that. You know, one guy comes to mind. He was like literally the worst basketball player I've ever played with in my life. Uh, but he always made people laugh, and that was Jacob Wells. Man, he was literally the worst player I've ever played with. All he could do was shoot, and he wouldn't play defense. He was always 30 pounds overweight, and he just didn't give a shit. As long as you got shot the shot, uh, shoot the ball like once every four or five times down, everything was good. But he made everybody laugh in that locker room. And that was having a team player like that and constantly keeping it light and coming in. And, like, Jacob would come into the locker room, and he would fart, right? And he would clear out the whole locker room, okay? Like, and it's really hard to do because, like – you know, and then everybody comes in, right? And everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time. It was like, you know, fuck you, Jacob. Come on, man. That's not cool. And then he would say something like just off his rocker. And, you know, to me, having that type of person in your locker room, it's not necessarily a leader as on your team, but somebody that can keep it light. But it's so much better when you have a leader on your team that knows how to keep it light and chill. Yeah, dude. And, I wouldn't say anybody thought he was a leader, but in the end, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Anybody that can get everybody out of the locker room must be some sort of leader. So, <laughs> lead with your it ass. It was awful, man. His, I swear to God, he wouldn't wipe his ass for a week and then fart just to make people like go crazy, man. It was the nastiest shit ever, dude. Well, <laughs> I could tell some stories. Remember when we sit behind we'll him just, at church, man? No, dude. <laughs>